Welcome to Travels in a Mathematical World, a podcast from the Institute of Mathematics and its Applications, the IMA. My name is Peter Rowlett, this is episode 22. 22 is the smallest multi-digit number such that the sum of its digits equals the product of its digits. Okay, people who are reading my blog or following me on Twitter will know that recently I spent a week in Scotland. While there, I spoke with Mike Marr of the Institute for Transport Studies at Leeds University. Uh, Mike sat down with me at the University of Edinburgh and talked about his work in transport modelling. Hello, I'm Mike Marr. I'm a fellow of the IMA and I'm a professor of mathematical analysis of transport systems at the University of Leeds in the Institute for Transport Studies. Uh, I work on mathematical and statistical modelling of transport problems. Uh, These are mainly to do with uh, flows through road networks. Um, It covers largely the development of of algorithms, new new methods to solve large-scale problems to do with flows in networks. also involves optimisation and and simulation. And uh, some aspects of what I do involves the statistical analysis of uh, road accident data. Um, I've spent most of my career in universities, although I did have seven years working in the scientific civil service um, at the Transport Research Laboratory in Crowthorne in Berkshire. I got into transport modelling really largely by accident. Um, I I did a first degree at at Cambridge in engineering, and then I stayed on there to do a PhD in operation research. And as you do, as you're approaching the end of your, uh, your PhD, you're looking for job you can get, and I saw a job advertised as a lectureship in um, mathematical modelling of transport. So I applied for it without any great deal of hope because I knew nothing about transport, um, but got an interview, and surprisingly they offered me the job. Uh, The only reason I can think of really is that I was able to give some sort of halfway plausible uh, explanation for why buses come along in threes. Uh, One of the main areas that I've worked on to my research and um, is, is on subject known as traffic assignment Uh, and this is to do with the modelling of the aggregate effect of drivers route choices through congested road networks. Uh, The basis of the subject is something known as Wardrop's equilibrium principle and so you can imagine that um, if drivers are um, going through uh, the same road network as, as commuters regularly they try out various alternative routes and bit by bit they perhaps find a better route uh, and this whole process is going on there's, there's lots of them doing this at the same time but gradually as the, well, at least the way the mathematical model is, is posed and formulated gradually things settle down to an equilibrium Waldrop's equilibrium which is where no driver can then benefit by changing from his, his chosen route and the consequence of that is that all used routes between an origin destination pair all have the same travel time. So that's that's what's known as um, network equilibrium in the traffic assignment sense. The algorithm which finds that equilibrium solution, in fact, well, the the problem itself can be formulated as an optimization problem, a mathematical programming problem. So we're searching for the set of link flows that minimise some given objective function. Um, And the algorithm to find that equilibrium solution is an iterative one. And it's very important that we can develop good algorithms that are efficient algorithms, robust algorithms, that can deal with very large networks. Because although uh, we may just 
you know, work sometimes with quite small networks. In practice, these are applied to networks with many thousands of links and nodes. So efficiency, uh, speed of the algorithm is important. The problem itself, traffic assignment, uh, has many very practical applications that cities and transport consultants uh, use uh, quite frequently. For example, if you, uh, if a city is planning the development of a new road, like a, a bypass around a busy city centre, then they will want to be able to investigate and model um, how much congestion, how much delay in the city centre this new bypass is going to relieve and how much traffic is going to be on the bypass so that they can quantify those time savings and see whether it's possible to justify the building of the bypass in the first place. One complication uh, though is that not only do people change routes as a result of the building of the new road but some people travelling between particular origin destination pairs might well now find that with the new bypass uh, travel time is a lot less than it used to be and so the building of the road might actually encourage more traffic onto the road, maybe an increase in the demand level. Um, and so it's important not only to find the equilibrium flow pattern in terms of the route choice, but also in terms of the equilibrium in terms of the, the demand level. Another thing which uh, a lot of cities are thinking about these days is implementation of congestion charging like the scheme in London where people have to pay £8 now, I think it is, to, to drive into the centre of London. And central government is thinking about charging for the use of the trunk road network um, in the future, particularly on busy stretches of roads at busy times. So again, um, cities and government would want to know what the effect would be of schemes like that. Uh, how many people would continue to drive into the city centre, how many people would change mode, perhaps coming by public transport, how many would people would travel off-peak and avoid the charge. So all of that sort of thing is instances of the, the application of, of traffic assignment modelling. Um, what, what planners need for all of this is the mathematical model. Uh, which is the sort of thing that I work on, then implemented in efficient software. Uh, and the problems, uh, the, the models that have been developed get more and more complex as more and more elements, more and more aspects of the modelling process are, are combined into one. For example, an extension of the, uh, the traffic assignment model that I described just before is a dynamic traffic assignment model where uh, you're trying to model not just the route choice of drivers but also their departure time choice. And so then you're trying to uh, say what those choices will be and also then track the effects of it. That is how, they, how the queues and delays in all sorts of different parts of the network vary through the time of the day, through the peak hour. And some of these problems are, are still you know, very, uh, uh, very poorly treated. So there's, there's still quite a lot, of, uh, a lot of work to do on those. There's some, sort of, some very, very challenging problems. They... Those models that I've talked about so far are known as macroscopic models. You really treat the flow of traffic in the same way as if it was a fluid. Um, and they're still quite important. But there's another class of models in, in traffic modelling known as microscopic uh, traffic models whereby you have a Monte Carlo traffic simulation model which tracks the movement of individual vehicles through the road network second by second. 
Um, and these are more suited really to schemes, traffic schemes, that are more localised in their effects, such as the redesign of, a, of an important junction or trying to set the signals on, say, a signal, a signalised roundabout. Um, and at the core of such models um, is the, the, the mathematical modelling, that is, how vehicles behave and how drivers behave, that is, through acceleration, braking, selecting gaps in traffic at priority junctions, overtaking or getting in the right lane in order to do the right manoeuvre at, at junctions, forming queues at traffic signals. So have mathematical models for, for all of those aspects and all put into one. But as well as the mathematical models, a lot of these microscopic models nowadays have fancy graphical ends so that the user can actually see your visualisation of the whole scene and see how, how these queues form and, and what the result is of, of various alternative schemes or policies that you might want to implement. I find that, I mean, the, the, the things that I enjoy about what I do is really the modelling skills. It, you know, that's the important part of it. It's taking a real-world problem and then trying to formulate it as a, as a mathematical problem, trying to get the balance right, so that you've got the essence of the problem uh, so that it's, it's reasonably, the real-world problem is reasonably faithfully represented in the mathematical version so that when you get some answers out, they've got some meaning, but at the same time not overcomplicating it and not having so much detail in there that you can't solve it. Getting that balance right is obviously, obviously really quite difficult. And then once you've formulated the problem, of course, you're then trying to develop some method, to, to, you know, a solution algorithm to try and, try and solve it. And the beauty of, of working in the area of transport, if you're a mathematical model, is that there's really no shortage of, uh, of problems to, uh, to, to try and tackle. Right, I hope you found that interesting. Um, as usual, there are links to further information on this subject in the show notes for the podcast. You can get those along with links to other episodes, and if you found this episode interesting, you might be interested in episode three, where Joanne Hartley spoke about public transport modelling, by visiting the website www.travelsinamathematicalworld.co.uk. You can find out more about my work with the IMA by reading the blog, visiting www.ima.org.uk slash student, or follow me on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash peterrowlett, R-O-W-L-E-T-T. Thank you for listening.